but then that one went viral and I just started getting more followers and then I just started actually like creating and now it's like a thing. Who's better, Gail or PETA? Uh, Gail. I have no idea why the Thank heck you. you chose PETA. It, what? It, it bothers me to like my inner core, but at the same time when men make those comments, I'm like, okay, bet. Like I'll go out and I'll go work just as hard as any guy is or like I'll go run or whatever. And it's like, I don't know, it almost like fuels the fire. Like it makes me inspired yeah. to like go do more. Call me Carol Baskin. I don't know what Mark. to say. <laughs> hey, welcome back to Burn the Ships. I'm Jordan Nations. And today on the podcast, I sit down with my friend, Keely Cartrett. Now, Keely is so many things, but what sticks out most to me is this tenacious joy that she's developed through all these things she's done in her life that you're going to hear about today. And the fact that somehow she's both a Division One college athlete and the best dancer this side of the Mississippi or at least that's what I hear. Anyway, in this conversation, we talk about what it's like to go viral, whether Katniss should have chosen Gail or Peta, and women's equality in sports. Keely brought so much to the table, and I think you are going to love it. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to Burn the Ships on your platform and share it with a friend. I really believe in what this conversation can mean to so many people, and the best way to spread it is through your words. All right, here's my conversation with my friend, Keely Cartrett. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking me. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm sorry, I text like when you asked at first. I was like, dang it, what the heck? I would so want to do this. It's totally. It's not a problem at all. Um, because I do the same thing. I literally do the same. I, do you do like sometimes on my to do list? I'll put like text so and so back. Yeah. And it would take me like five <laughs> seconds to text them back. Well, okay. I don't do like a to do list. I like mentally to do it, and then uh, I never do it. Uh -huh. That's why I never respond to people. <laughs> good, good. You just let it bury. Yeah. And, and then I mean, like, when you're that popular, I'm sure. I'm sure it's just. Oh my uh, gosh, yeah, no way. You know, I did hear your head was getting bigger nowadays. So that's. Uh, who'd you hear that from? <laughs> let people me talk, talk to Keely. Yeah. <laughs> Not true. Well, this is going to be fun, first off. Cool. Millions of people listen, so they'll really enjoy it. <laughs> you have like five million subscribers. Yeah, it's uh, it it was that a few years ago. It's yeah. gone up since. Uh, okay, so, cool. Yeah. yeah, you're just growing. Yeah. Uh -huh. My Love head's that. gotten smaller while your head's gotten bigger. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you. I know it's just, it's been a little bit. I just want to make sure you knew. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad that your head has gotten smaller and that you're humbling yourself, despite that you have, you know, thank you. Thank you. People don't recognize it. <laughs> People don't recognize it. And I've been waiting for someone to say, Jordan, I see that you're getting humbler and they, they haven't yet. Yeah. I recognize your humility. It's oh, awesome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> hey, welcome back to burn the shifts. I'm Jordan nation. Nice and this Keely. is my friend Keely Cartrell, <laughs> and no one deserved that intro. Keely, um, why don't you, for people that don't know you, other than being really prideful, could you just tell us? <laughs> okay, I'll stop. You don't deserve it. Thank you. You don't Thank deserve you. it. You're not. You're awesome. Great friend. Very humble. Very humble. Thank you. For people that don't know you, give them like a thirty second <laughs> intro on who is Keely. Oh gosh. 30 second intro. That's so intense. Um, okay, 40 uh, second intro. Oh, okay. My name is second Keely. Intro. <laughs> my name is Keely. I just graduated from the University of Georgia today. Technically. Today? Yes. Today no was way. our graduation. Congratulations. You know, quarantine commencement, how it is. Um, I play soccer. I played soccer at Georgia. And now I'm about to go to Belmont and play my fifth year get my master's in sports administration. That's fun. That's me. I love Jesus. I love, okay. I make TikToks every now and then. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love my family, my friends. Just, I'm just a lot kidding. of love. <laughs> a lot of, a love. lot of love. I hate, I hate when people ask you to like describe yourself and I'm just like, I've, I have no idea what to yeah, say. It's tough. I mean, it's tough. So. It's a lot. That's a lot to put in. I, I was like, yeah. I shouldn't have asked you to do something that hard. And yeah, it was really difficult. I don't know how the rest of this is going to go if it gets even harder than that. So yeah, we're really, we're, uh, we're struggling. Uh, <laughs> we, I'll never forget. I was thinking about this today. A few things. One, um, is there's a lot to your story that we're going to talk about today. That I'm really excited about and a lot more than that 30 second intro. Uh, <laughs> okay. but let's think of the day about, I remember when we, we met, uh, a few years ago, 
and mm-hmm. we were at we were leading um at whatever the the retreat was vertical whatever. reality yes a vertical reality yes. and we were leading we were supposed to be like squad leaders for middle and high schoolers mm-hmm. and it was like i i should it wasn't my it wasn't my kind of job yeah they, i was cast in the wrong role <laughs> not true you did great and we it won. was like right on for you and i i, I mean <laughs> you just came up with all these awesome things and you were running around and screaming and cheering. And I was like, like always 10 steps behind just trying to like catch up. That is not true. That is really... not true. We, we did great. We balanced each other uh-huh. out well, and it was so much fun. I'd also been a squad leader for passion yeah. camp and like, passion stuff, so like, yeah, I had experience, but you stepped in and did great. Nope. And then we won, we won the whole camp. We did win. And then we got to host it the year after. We that was really fun. Yes, that we was got the, We got promoted. Yes, promoted. And then we never got asked back. Never. Oh, so, I actually... Oh, I, you did. I didn't. That's right. Okay. <laughs> wow. I, I, um... Yeah, that's... how. What was that like, Keely? Tell me. <laughs> what's it like to be wanted? That, okay, that is not true. <laughs> you, you're, you're overdoing your own no, no, thing. No, no. I was still in Athens, you know. You were, yep. I, it, I, it was I, a convenience I, thing. It was a convenience thing. Yeah. Um, we'll take we'll take it at that. Sure. It is it is what it is. Anyway, I really enjoyed those. You <laughs> talked about how uh, you said I make TikToks every once in a while. You don't just make TikToks every once in a while. I'll brag on you for a second. Uh, you have like four hundred thousand followers or something like that on TikTok. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah. Something yeah. just a casual four hundred. <laughs> Yeah. which is crazy i mean like and you just started it i mean this past year right mm-hmm. which yeah. i guess is when like tiktok end of, end of 2019 okay kind of. why how did that happen honestly i have no idea okay cool, cool. <laughs> um, i just like a lot of my soccer teammates like during that fall were making tiktoks and there was like one away trip that we had i was in like the hotel room and we were just kind of making TikToks and sending them in our group me, but also posting them. And mine just kind of like actually started to like get traction. And then I had one video that went mega viral and got like 2 million likes. Or what something was it? Like what was the video? It was, it was just a video of me dancing in my locker room, like cool. something that I do every day. <laughs> and so it was kind of weird how it just like took off. Um, but then that one went viral and I just started getting more followers. And then I just started actually like creating and now it's like a thing that is just something that I do every now and then. <laughs> just every now and then. Yeah, every now and then. I went back I and did some research. Uh, I always talk everyone's social media before I interview them. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, awesome. I, I was really so. impressed. I went back on your TikTok and was really impressed at how many shirts you have with tigers on them. I feel like oh. that, was a, that was a pattern I noticed. Wow. Oh, I, I never noticed that of I myself. probably saw like four different tiger shirts. On your, t- you, I, I'm surprised you haven't noticed that because I did. Call me Carol Baskin. I don't know what you to are. say. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I I shop at Urban Outfitters a lot. Urban Outfitters is okay. like my favorite store ever, and they have like a big tiger, you know, thing going. And so I have like a yeah. sweatshirt and a t-shirt that have tigers on it. But did you watch that? Tiger King? Oh yes, I did. Oh yes. Okay. Who is who you? is? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> okay. The whole world did. <laughs> Who did it? That's I, I think I re-got Netflix just to watch Tiger King because I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be left out of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. For sure. Uh, I, I didn't like a single person on the whole show. <laughs> you know who I think is the sketchiest person? Who? Carol's husband. He's the one I don't trust. Yeah. Because he Not seems normal. Not the one normal. that was murdered by Carol. No, no, no. The other one. Not the one in the tiger's stomach. The other one. Because yes. he seems normal. And you can't... There's something... I just don't trust it. Everyone else yeah. is outwardly weird. Yeah, that's true. But he's like trying to come by like he's normal. But like, you're not normal if you're in that lifestyle. So, yeah. yeah, it was just it was it was disturbing. But I think that's like what made it so interesting. It's like what makes the Kardashians like so popular is like it's so not normal that like you yeah. want to watch it. And like with Tiger King, it was like this is so disturbing. But I must go to the next episode immediately. <laughs> I have to go. Yeah. I mean, my life will be worse if I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember, I remember getting to the end of being like, "Well, I did it." Like, I don't know if I'm happy that I watched it, but I did. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah, and then it was like when you saw the TikToks or like the tweets about it, you could like relate and be like, "Oh yeah, Carol yep. Baskin totally killed her husband." But then, 
you really just didn't like it that much. So you just kind of jumped on the bandwagon. The best, uh, the best meme that came out of that was, I don't remember the guy's name. It's a really big dude who was on the jet ski with the glasses. Do you see that? <laughs> I haven't seen it. <laughs> send that to me later. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's incredible. Okay. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. Really good. What's the best TikTok of all time? Best TikTok of all best time? Best TikTok. First one that comes to your mind. First one that comes to my mind. Gosh, I honestly, I don't know. There have been some like really, really funny ones that have just like made me die. But I I don't even think I can like pinpoint to one TikTok. Like really, there's just been so many. Like I think if you look at my like, there's a way to look at how many TikToks you've viewed like in your entirety of having the app. And mine is like an excessive amount. Like I've seen so many. Like ballpark it, where are we at? I don't know. I, I can't even ballpark it. Just, just know it's just know it's more than the average Joe. Do you have your phone on you? Let's listen, Keely. Oh gosh. Here, oh, I'm I'll, scared. I'll pull mine out. You pull yours. Here we okay. go. There's okay. no way. I mean, I'm scared. How do I find it? I this think you go. Oh my gosh. What is it? Okay, go to settings. Okay. Like at the top, like if you're looking at your thing, and then yep. you go to the top with the three dots. Yep. And then you go all the way down where it says like the clear cash or whatever. Clear cash. There should be a number beside oh, it. Oh, yeah. What does your number say? Mine was 214,000. M. Said M. Oh, okay. Million. Yeah. Mine's 800 million. Million? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of makes me want to go cry. Like, I mean, we're, we're in a quarantine. You can do what you want. Right. Exactly. It's just you know, the state that we're in. It's so. just the state. I, <laughs> I, okay. I don't, I don't make TikToks. Um, no. Maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. I think that's, I no, do a lot of other social should. medias. It's so fun. You yeah. just gotta do it. No, I love it. I, I do watch it. I love, I love it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I, the other, I, I'm into all the other social medias. I love them. And a lot of times the things that I think about that I like I'll tweet or I'll post on a blog or I'll um, whatever post anywhere that I'm like, oh, this is the one get like no love. And then the things that I just like flippantly throw out there, get a lot of love. Does that happen for you on TikTok or no? Where are we at? For sure. Like even the one that I said with me just dancing in my locker room, like that's my most viral video that I've ever had. And that was literally something that I do every day, just like random yeah. moves, just like, you know, whatever. And then like, I think my second most viral video, I was like dancing on my way to class and my friend was filming me and it was just like spontaneous and I didn't even care. Just posted it, not thinking about it. And those blew up. And meanwhile, I've like spent like hours learning choreography or like trying yeah. to like, you know, come up with like a dance or an idea for content or whatever. And those will get like, not nearly as many. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, cool. <laughs> not like I spent so much time on that or anything. Right. Yeah. Fine. No, it's but, been my yeah. whole day. <laughs> whole work day. Yeah. Low, low effort. TikTok are the ones that do the best for me for sure. That's but. so interesting. What is that? Um, what is that like to have? I mean, that's a lot of voices, right. To invite into your life out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. How do you, how do you manage that? What's, healthily like is there is there a way to do that yeah um honestly when I first started like getting a lot of followers and like getting different comments on my videos and some of them were really nice some of them were really mean like it really got to me and I was like not necessarily depressed but I was just like oh my gosh like I can't believe this person thinks that about me or I can't believe whatever and it was almost like I was like hinging on like the nice compliments and like really really wanted those and like craved like you know the positivity but then also because I was so like you know de- like dependent on that I was like just destroyed by any negative comment and you're never gonna please everybody so you're gonna get both like no matter what and so I just kind of like stopped caring I guess like I still like take like the positivity and I'm so thankful when people are like oh I love this or like that's awesome or you're great or whatever like I'm like oh that's so sweet that they think that but I don't like take that in as like okay well because they said that that's like how I am and like I just kind of am like this neutral like I post because I like to do this and I have fun dancing or I have fun like making these videos but whatever anybody says like I'm not gonna let it get to my head to where I get up here but I'm also not gonna let it get to my 
head to where like I get down here and just kind of like have like a level head about it but it has been hard like especially in the beginning I was really really struggling and then just kind of had to like figure it out and be like okay I'm not gonna let you know any of this get to me and it's been it's been good now yeah I mean it's not easy that's just it's so many people to you know yeah. who who do you I thought about this who are the trolls on the internet like <laughs> like do I you feel know. like you know them are, are there people in your life that you're like they're secretly trolling everyone on the internet oh I don't know where um, are where are they honestly what's funny is the people that say the meanest things like sometimes I'll click on their profile and I'll just like look at them and usually they have like either nothing on their profile to where you can't even see who they are like they're totally anonymous or they like are just, you know, just not the kind of person that you would expect to be saying like something so hateful or mean, you know, like it's, yeah. it's almost like it's rooted in insecurity. And so I just kind of like think about that of like, whenever I'm mean to someone or whenever I like think things that are hurtful to someone, like usually it's rooted in my own insecurity. And so for someone to say something so mean to me, like it has to be like based off of their own hurt or something that they're dealing mm. with. And I just kind of like let them, you know, do that. And I'm just like, I'm just going to keep doing me <laughs> right. just to avoid it, you know? Right. That's, that's so good. I mean, you have to, it's, yeah. and it's such a, it's, that's true. No matter how many followers someone has, like on sure. the internet is so good for so many reasons, but it does like invite all of this criticism and other people's opinions and whatnot. And I think the more followers you have, it just amplifies what was already there. Right. It, it's that's my true. guess. And it's funny yeah. to think of like our, in the fifties, if I told my grandparents yeah. as my age year old, you know, um, yeah. If I said, Hey, there's some guy in Iowa that doesn't like <laughs> how you painted your fence today, you know, like, exactly. <laughs> they'd be like, what? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so and tricky. now like they, they get all this power in our life, which is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. I feel like social media makes the world feel a lot smaller than it is. And like, because of that, it makes people's opinions and voices feel a lot larger than they actually are. And it's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, like this person thought that, like this is the end of the world. In reality, yeah. it's like, this person is just not relevant in my life whatsoever. And so I don't know. Oh, that's so good. That's so good for everyone to hear. Yeah, to put it in the right perspective. Mm -hmm. And sure. cool to hear that you've like walked through that and have come out the other side of like learning, you know? Yeah, I've I've learned so much, which is funny because like there are people that like are so much, you know, have so many more followers or like whatever and probably deal with like so much more. But just like even in, you know, my little sphere of like what I've had to go through, like I've been like, wow, like this is so interesting. And I feel like I've actually been able to grow so much as a person, just like as like social media for me has kind of grown in its own way. And it's been really cool. Cool. I did see. um I saw your quarantine diaries, quarantine with Keely or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, and you I were... stopped that. I don't know why I stopped it. <laughs> uh, the one I saw, you were, you were baking something. Uh, it was like a banana thing. Yeah, banana oatmeal cookie. Uh, and what's What's been your favorite part of quarantine? I feel like people have all these like negative parts. What's like the best part of quarantine for you? Honestly, like just being at home with my family. I love my family. I they're amazing and I haven't been able to be at home since high school which has been like four years and so just being able to be with them and spend so much time and we've been having like movie marathons like we did Harry Potter we did the Hunger Games cool. like give me another series please like we'll get on it and like it's just been honestly it's been it's been really nice like it has been hard just like you know not being able to finish out my senior year but in regard to everything else that's happening in the world and everything else that like people are going through like I've been able to like really sit and be thankful for like you know what I have in my family and my house and all of that and it's been yeah. really good who's better Gail or PETA uh Gail I have no idea why the <laughs> heck you. you chose PETA it what it, it bothers me to like my inner core why she chose PETA oh like, my gosh Keely yeah why why would why? You, gail is better on every count every if you like if you take every aspect of a human being gail is 10 times the man that pita is but it's okay and i think she can do whatever she wants I, I, you should be, yeah it's like especially in a world as unstable as theirs you're gonna <laughs> choose the guy that can like bake bread for you instead of the guy that will kill people for you 
<laughs> I will say, I will say in the books, like it was at the end, like with Katniss's sister dying, like Gail kind of had, like, he knew that that was like a possibility. There was, there was more of like a, like, um, I don't know. You, you kind of liked Peter more in the books than you did in the movie. There was just mm-hmm. something about the movies though, that I was like, what? Like, why PETA? <laughs> why? Why? And like, even yeah. if even if not Gail, pick someone else. There's other options. Yeah, There's, for sure. She could literally have anyone she wants. He's the worst. I can't Pan stand Am. him. Yeah. I yeah. wish he died in the Hunger Games. Same, actually, That's... multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like, why'd they have to both eat the berries? Why that little girl should have lived and he should have died, for sure. So true. Rue. Rue, that's, that's her name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> me like a hunger games fanatic over here yeah <laughs> like, this, knows welcome all the names. to the hunger games podcast <laughs> this is what this is now true yeah i uh i love the hunger games i think they're also i have them over here um and i'm a big fan but if i was in the same room as um what's what who wrote it suzanne collins mm-hmm. i would i would have to leave because i'm oh. so mad at her dang you know yeah i'm yeah. happy because yeah. she she wrote a great story but i'm just mad about the the gail pita yeah. thing like congrats you're brilliant but you really messed up on you, this one part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a crucial it. part of the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talked about your senior year, uh, obviously being different. And as a, I mean, uh, soccer player at UGA, you would have been playing soccer this, uh, like right now, right? Uh, no, actually. Okay. So even though I'm playing my fifth year, I still have a year of eligibility. Like when you're a senior, your second semester with soccer, you don't. Mm-hmm play like you don't do anything with the team so it's kind of like your semester to be a regular student and kind of like be able to experience cool. college like everybody else experiences it so yeah okay <laughs> how long did you play soccer for since i was five but then five. i didn't for a little while like kind of like went on and off i didn't get serious with soccer until like sixth grade okay so which is still pretty early in the grand scheme of things to be serious about something in sixth grade i guess i guess yeah. yes. but at the same time like if you talk to most soccer players like if you're gonna play college soccer like getting really really serious like in middle school is probably the way to go okay interesting cool what what was your position my position has changed throughout all of my soccer career i was an outside back when i first started playing in high school i was a center mid when my freshman year i was a center forward because it was the only way I could get on the field <laughs> as okay. if I just came in for like 15 minutes and was like that spark of energy at forward uh, but I'm not a forward at all and then I started playing like outside mid a little center mid and then finally I started playing outside back and wing back and that's my position that that's what that's what you like yes but I mean I I like I'll play wherever I'm needed but I think that I'm the most you know effective on the field when I'm yeah. playing out the back I uh, don't know a single soccer position. So everything you just listed was lost on me. So well, um, I'll explain it to you another day. Yeah, well, not yeah. right now, for sure. Yeah. You laughed about being center forward. I was like, I've never, I didn't play a single team sport, sport growing up. So that's kind of, that's amazing. why I'm like this. That's, that's, that's why I am who I am. So, well, that's great. It's really shaped you into who you are today. It really is. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> is there like a, when I think about soccer, I think about like the one Mia Hamm moment or something. You like all these like really iconic moments. Is there like an iconic moment of your soccer career? Um, like the the top highlight? Yeah. I I think like I've had like moments myself where I've like made a good player, like done something good. And those have been awesome. But I think like, the most iconic moments that I've had in my soccer career have been like when my teammates have done something and like, they've like scored a game winning goal or like, I don't know, something has happened. And I just think of like memories of like rushing the field when we win a game in overtime or like when I was even in high school, like my junior year, we had a run at the state final and like, we just had these like incredible, incredible games where we'd win like in the last second or something like that. And like, looking back at pictures of me, like, yeah, like just like so full of passion and like excitement. I would definitely say that those are like the most iconic moments of my soccer career. That's cool. That's really, it's really interesting. that it's like team thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, soccer is such a team sport and like, I, I'm not really like maybe in high school a little bit, but that's high school soccer, but I'm not really a goal scorer or like even like, I like 
maybe get like a couple assists a season or something like that. But I'm not really like a super like I'm going to be on the scoreboard kind of person. And so it's mostly like my teammates that I'm like, oh my gosh, like let's go. And cool. those are like my favorite moments. But yeah. There's, I mean, that's an awesome, there's an awesome life translation there of just, it's so fun to see people win yeah. and to see like, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's just fun to be on the team and yeah. to like support whatever the win is. It's really neat. Mm-hmm. That's a cool, yeah. that's a cool thought. You, um, I'm interested in this and I think this applies to everyone. I mean, okay. You play soccer from sixth grade till right now. You're still going next year. You're gonna play at Belmont. Mm-hmm. Um, have there been seasons when you were done, like you wanted to quit? Like, why are you still playing? You know, like, I feel like this, I've, you, okay. You've been doing this for, uh, like 11, 12 years now. Yeah. I've done nothing in my life for 11 or 12 years. So like, what, <laughs> how do you, how do you keep going after all that time? There's gotta be times in there where you were like, I'm done or I'm apathetic about it or whatever. Right. Oh my gosh. Yes, for sure. I have such a love hate relationship with soccer, but it's, it's mostly love. Um, I think like literally every single year, maybe not in middle school because I was like crazy obsessed with soccer. Like I was like, eat, live soccer. That was like my Instagram bio or something You're obsessed. Um, but even in high school, especially in college, I think after every season, I've had a moment where I've just been like, I'm done. Like I'm quitting. I'm done with this. I hate it. Blah, 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 blah. And like something would happen in those times that would make me stay. And like in high school, like it might've been just like, you know, my, a conversation with my parents or like a memory that I had on the field or something like that or like whatever. But in college, like my freshman year, I almost quit. I went on a mission trip and, um, just was able to see like how soccer like is able to spread the love of the Lord, like with using a soccer ball. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like the best sport in the world. And I was like, yeah. I have to keep playing. And then, um, the next year I wanted to quit like come summer. And then I went on a trip to Spain and I was kind of able to see like how soccer was able to be used as this like universal language again. And I was like, I can't quit. Like I love this game. And then the next year I played on a summer league team and was able to like come alive. And so I don't know, like, I think I've definitely had moments that I've wanted to quit and especially with college soccer because college soccer isn't necessarily like, you know, why I started playing the game in the first place. Like it's, it's a lot of stuff that goes on outside of what you love about playing sports. Like it's like the grind and a lot of sacrifice and all that stuff that like you don't really want to do. But with that, I've been able to experience like so many incredible things and be able to like see like how soccer is this just like universal sport that like you know can reach so many people and because like I mean I think it's a God thing like the Lord has like met me every single time that I've wanted to give it up like with you know those like beautiful moments that I've just been like okay like I can push through push through and like now looking back I'm so thankful that I pushed through like all those years like it's I'm I'm really really grateful like if I had quit I think that I would um I know that I like wouldn't be in the place that I am today and I, I, I like where I am. And so I'm really grateful. Yeah. I, th- I think there's a huge lesson there for people listening. Um, yeah. Finding like a deeper purpose for what you want to do, right? Like you, yeah. you came into the game when you're in sixth grade, you're not thinking, Oh, I love this sport because of what it's going to do internationally for me one day, <laughs> you know, like you're yeah, like, yeah. I'm having fun. I'm sure. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot there for people to, a lot of people quit too early mm-hmm. on things. Sure. I, I've, totally guilty of that a lot of people just quit so early uh, yeah. because they get bored mm-hmm. or it's not fulfilling them or that's not as fun as they used to be and like all meaningful things are past that barrier that you've walked through so many times absolutely now i'm sure you like you can look back and be like i don't regret 12 years of soccer absolutely even like i think a lot of college players like because playing time is just such a it's 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 really um it consumes you like throughout your entire college career like you're whether you're getting enough playing time, if you're riding the bench, if you're on the field, like for 90 minutes or whatever, it, it really does consume you. And I remember there was this one game, I think I played like maybe five minutes, like literally five minutes is probably like least I played. And I walked off the field and I was so upset. And I like went to my parents and I was like about to start crying. And there was this little girl and she was like looking up to me with like these big eyes. And she was like, can you please sign my autograph? Like, or whatever. And she was just like, so excited to see me. And I was like, what the heck? Like, 
I didn't even, like, I, I got on the field for maybe two seconds. I didn't even make an impact in that game, like, not even a dent. And there was this little girl who was just, like, you know, so honored to meet me. And it was just, like, it really put things in perspective of, like, okay, like, yes, I'm doing this. And I, I love soccer. And there are a lot of things about college soccer that I love. And that's why I'm going to do it again for my fifth year. But there's so many things about it that it's, like, that's actually why I'm playing. Like, it's, cool. like, the little girl that, like, you know, looks up to me and, like, I'm able to use it as a platform or like go on those mission trips or go to another country or that kind of thing. Like all of those things just make it so much more meaningful and like, have like helped me continue playing. Yeah. So when you pushed through it refined and gave you a bigger, a bigger purpose for doing it. For sure. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. I wish everyone, I wish everyone knew how to do that. You know, (laughs) I wish in all the things that they're doing, like to just push through that, season of like this sucks or maybe the yeah. end of every season but knowing like hey there's a bigger there's a bigger reason here yeah it's I, so I much easier it's so much easier said than done though yes like, i think every time i almost quit i made it like a point to be super prayerful about it like i would be like god like if i should quit like <laughs> please like you know let me know <laughs> and then sure enough like in those moments like I would experience something so great that made me stay and so I I don't think it was me or like my willpower or anything like it was totally the Lord being like you need to keep doing this so So cool so cool that's awesome we talked about this yesterday but you're obviously passionate about women's sports (laughs) and equality in women's sports which I'm (laughs) which is awesome I think it's I think it's awesome um and I'm really interested in I'm interested in what is that experience for you? Like, what is that experience like for you um, as a female athlete um, up to a very high level? Yeah. What does that look like? And like, what do you wish it looked like? Yeah. Um, so like, you know, when I first started playing soccer, I have a family, I have a dad that just supports me in whatever I want to do. And like, it's like, you know, you can have the world. And so I kind of have always grown up like thinking I can do whatever I put my mind to. And so I'm really thankful for that. Um, But I think like starting in high school, I started to realize that not everybody like has that same mindset and just like listening to comments that boys would make every now and then or following ESPN on Instagram. Like every time you see a picture of a woman athlete, like you'll see comments of like, that's a funny looking kitchen or, you know, she's not even an athlete or stuff like that, where it's like, wait, what the heck? Like, like I, I play sports. Like, what are you talking about? Like we are athletes. And so, um, I think like starting in high school, I started to realize like, there's definitely just this, just, I don't know, like sexism that exists in our society. And, um, like, even as you said, like, if, if you're playing soccer this long, like you must really love it. And I think with women, like, absolutely like there's no a million dollar signing bonus that I'm going to get at the end of this if I want to go play professional one day like I would be so much better off um working a like an actual desk job or something like that in terms of money um and yet like I still have that dream of playing professional because like I, I do love soccer but then for other people like with with guys it's like you know they're grinding they're doing all this like yes they may love football but but there's also like this money that's going to come with that. There's this respect that's going to come with that. There's this whole lifestyle that they're about to get. And with women, that's just not the case. And so I think like for women's sports, like I would, I would love to see just more respect, you know, like more equality, like of just, you know, what men have and like what women have, like being, you know, on the same playing field basically. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, like mentally, how do you keep going past that? Knowing like the, the deck is stacked against me from the start, you know, like you, yeah. there are better hands to be dealt and <laughs> you had to push through like one where you had some setbacks just, just because of being a woman, like how do you push through that? And what do you, what do you make of it? to like, come out the other side, um, I don't know, stronger or more equipped or, you know, where you're at now. Yeah, I think I have, I'm really thankful that I play soccer for a lot of reasons, but um, the U.S. Women's National Team, like soccer team has been like 
they every single player has been some of the most influential people in my life and um just growing up and looking up to them and seeing the way that they've paved the way for women in sports and just like what they've been able to do for soccer just like period like not just women's soccer but just soccer in the United States has been so inspiring um and I think like I I, I, there's a lot of women athletes that I look up to on all sports that I'm able to be like, okay, like if they're doing it, like I can do it. And, um, I think I've just like been really inspired by them. And like, I don't know, like, and like I said, I, I do love soccer. And so I think like, because I do love my sport and I'm growing this passion for women and for women in sports, it's able to like encourage me to keep going on and like keep playing. Also when guys like kind of make those sexist comments or whatever it just kind of like drives me to be better like Mm. people will say like oh well you know you're not as good as a guy or whatever and that's never our argument our argument is not like head head on head like if a man and a woman was playing a sport like you know we think that we're better than them or can beat them that's that's not the case it's it's a respect thing like it's a separate you know leagues but just equal respect and um but at the same time, when men make those comments, I'm like, okay, bet. Like, I'll go out and I'll go work just as hard as any guy is or, like, I'll go run or whatever. And it's like, I don't know. It almost, like, fuels the fire. Like, it makes me inspired yeah. to, like, go do more. So, yeah. Yeah. To take that and let it fuel you forward instead of stunt you is, <laughs> For sure. is really neat. And, and, yeah, the fact that, like, it's not something you deserve or ask for or that anyone should be saying, mm-hmm. you know? Um, that there are like, probably the same people that are those internet trolls or the, the ones that are on sure. these photos, whatever, and feel like they need to, you know, bring any woman down um, for that reason or whatever, just because they're in some old Quaker stereotype. Old <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or living in like the 1960s or something. Right. Yeah. So. And, and feel like they need to bring people down is crazy to me. But yeah, the fact that you've taken that and run with it. And it seems like, uh, not seems like, I mean, that the women's equality fight plays out in sports. Like you're talking about the women's national team, but it's like, that's a representation of a larger issue in society. Mm -hmm. For sure. It seems like. Yeah, I would say that. And I think it's what I said earlier. It's, it's, it's a respect thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, it it sounds so simple, like respect women, (laughs) but, um, I don't know. Like I, I've seen, I, I like to think that that doesn't exist because I know so many men that are so respectful and that, you know, support equality and support women. But then I've also seen it on just like such a grand scale where that's not the case. And like, I've been able, like my eyes have been opened to the fact that like, Oh wow, this like actually is a huge issue. And it's, it's not just sports. Like it's, it's, you know, all of society where women are kind of put in this box of like, okay, well, this is what you guys are and this is what you guys need to do. And if you're not doing that, then that's wrong. And I think it's like breaking down that stereotype of like women are only this or women are only that, or even women's worth as an athlete or women's worth as, you know, a human being is determined based off of the worth of a man. Like so many people, they compare like the best women's basketball player to LeBron James. And they're like, well, you know, they're not as good as LeBron James, so they must not be good. And it's like, in doing so, you're literally basing a woman's worth based off of that of a man's. And like, it's like, that, that's, that's not okay. Like, like the best women's basketball player is the best women's basketball player, like period. She's athletic and she's great. And she's doing her thing. Like, why do our worth have to be defined by that of a man's and so like and that was just a sports example but I think that that happens in society too where like who we are as women like I I should be able to fully embrace like my femininity and who I am without constantly being compared to a man and like um you know my worth being compared to his and I don't know I, I think it's I think it's a deeper issue and I think it's something that like people have even women have and that they're taught when they're younger. And so as they grow older and then they see women in sports, it like feeds into that, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. And the fact, it's so interesting, the fact that you like look up to, um, there's, there's women in sports you look up to. And then like, you're talking about that girl that was looking up to you for playing five minutes on the field, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's really cool that you've like carried your torch for a little bit and <laughs> been that for someone younger. 
and I'm sure for plenty of other people, um, younger and probably the same age as you that see you doing these things and speaking this way and like saying, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand for that is really cool. Thanks. Yeah. I think it's awesome. What do you, what do you wish guys were doing more often or less often to support, to help, to, you know, fight against that? Yeah, I think it's a loaded question. I'm not asking I, you to speak for every woman, but like for you, what do you question. wish? I, I just wish that, you know, men would kind of, and women, because I catch, catch myself like, you know, in these thoughts too, but almost like educate yourself of like, I, I saw this one video the other day on TikTok and I commented on it and I never comment on anything, but like, you know, I see that upsets me, but I did because it really did upset me. It was just this guy who was saying something about the WNBA, which like that's basketball, not my sport. But um, he was like saying how like, you know, women can't hit a layup or, you know, they don't get anybody at their games. Like basically just like disrespecting them like in the full. And all the comments were like, ha, 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 ha. Like, this is so funny. Like, he's just joking. Like, why are all these women so pressed? And I think that what, you know, people don't realize is that like men have been here and women have been here. And like the reason why, like, you know, there's a feminist movement, which like there are some like radical feminists that are like kind of like take a little overboard. Um, but the reason why like there are movements like for women is to like get us here. And I think that so many times like guys will just like continue to like make these jokes and like even if they don't realize what they're saying, it just kind of feeds the misogynistic mindsets that are already kind of underlying in a lot of people's minds. And it's it's just really not okay. And I think like we need to kind of as a society start to like really, really champion women and really respect women in sports and whatever that they're doing in life and like be able to kind of level that playing field so that we can like get to the point one day where we can make jokes and like it be okay and it be fine. But right now, because there's just such an inequality, like like we just we just need to champion, you know, women yeah. and support them and whatever. And also like those underlying mindsets that I was saying, like, I think there's this underlying mindset of like, Oh, women aren't as good as men at sports. So women's sports aren't enjoyable to watch. And that's really just like, not the case. Like women's sports are actually really, really fascinating to watch. Like if you, like my dad, even like, he's been like, wow, like I love watching women's soccer. Like who knew? And it's because he's my dad. He's able to see firsthand all the work that I put in everything that I do he's forced to watch my games and so he's forced to be like wait like this is actually like really interesting and so I think you know men are like oh you know women's sports they're not as good so I'm just not going to watch it or you know they don't get a lot of viewers so I'm just you know going to continue not viewing when in reality there's no marketing for women there's no you know there's there's so many things like play into that and so yeah I think just like trying to change those underlying mindsets yeah. The jokes, the jokes are such a big thing. Um, and it's so true for any prejudice, right? Like, so as a, as a white heterosexual male, okay. I'm <laughs> like very high on the privilege scale. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, who came from a family that had enough money, you know, like I'm very high on the privilege scale and yeah. have been in a lot of places and I'm guilty of it too. Of like, just laughing along when someone makes a joke and it's never in public. People don't make jokes on Instagram. Usually you see the ones of these trolls, but like the people, very normal people, guys will, yeah, make a joke and everyone's just laughing at it. And I don't think they realize that, uh, that it's perpetuating this system. Right. Yeah. And the fact that it is yeah. unequal and it's so much easier to laugh and just say, Oh, they don't mean it or whatever with sexist shows and with racist shows, especially, but those two are the ones yeah. it's so easy just to laugh and be like, Oh, they don't mean it. Or they're from a different generation or whatever. And that's just bull. Like that's not for sure. No. And it's so awkward when it's like a family member or like one of your friends or whatever. And you have to be like, okay, do I straight face <laughs> it? Do I say something right now? Do I yell at them? Do I like talk to them later? Do I like, what do I do? And it's, I, I think if we could figure that out, yeah. Be like small groups of people and in, in how to address our friends when we hear something, not in a mean way, but in a way of like, I don't, I don't, that didn't sit well. Yeah. 
for sure. Gosh, I think we would get so much further in so many inequalities. Yeah. Even you just like recognizing your privilege, like that's, that's just so like admirable. And I think that's also a problem too. It's like, like I have privilege as a white person, you know, or like even where I come from with my family and like recognizing that and being like, that doesn't mean like, I still don't go through hardships. That doesn't mean you as a man, as a heterosexual man, don't still go through hardships, but like understanding that what a woman goes through is like, not necessarily so much worse, but they're at such a lower level that it's like recognizing your privilege to be like, okay, like I can, you know, under, I can respect that and not have to make everything about myself. Cause that's something that I've noticed whenever I'll say something to like, or get in an argument with somebody who's like arguing about something that I believe about women's rights is they'll be like, well, you know, we men, we go through this too. Or like, we go through that too. And it's like, dude, like, I'm, I'm sorry that you do. And like, I, I apologize for that. And like, I want to be able to respect you as a man. But like I said before, like you guys are, you guys started out here yeah. and like women are here <laughs> and like, we're trying to get here. And so like, if you guys are going here, like there's still going to be an equality. Yeah. You may have been through like, stuff. You did not go through something because you were a man. I can't, no. <laughs> I know, no, I know a like, lot of men and <laughs> none of them have said, man, I really had to overcome a lot because I was you, a man. Exactly. But it's, <laughs> but it's just like, you'd be surprised how many people don't, don't recognize that. Yeah, and they like try totally. to make everything about themselves. And it's like, come on, <laughs> recognize like the inequalities yeah, of others. Yeah. yeah. Like just because you're not going through something like personally doesn't mean that somebody else isn't, you know, and right. just, just recognizing that and being able to be like, okay, like I'm going to support you and respect you and help you like, you know, get out yeah. of that. I think this is all so relevant to, um, to the whole reason I'm doing this podcast. And, um, this is a big reason I want to get you on. I think this is awesome. And you're, the conversation has been so good. Um, this podcast burn the ships is about courage and it's about living courageously, living your dreams and having a ton of fun, right? Like it, it'd be boring <laughs> yeah. to do those things and not have fun. And it would also be not be very purposeful to have fun and not do a whole lot with your life. So it's like that intersection of how do I be courageous and have fun? And you yeah. demonstrate that until you're so much fun and have really deep, uh, deep thoughts and experiences. So with, with all of that, like with your background, with the things you've walked through and with where you're at now, how do you even define courage in 2020 in a very different world that we live in today? Yeah. Dang. Um, I think this is probably similar to something that most people think about courage, but I feel like courage isn't necessarily like being confident. Like I think the times in my life that I've explained courage, it's actually been when I felt really not confident and I've been really scared or fearful, fearful. And I, I think that's what courage is. It's like being in the presence of fear or being in the presence of uncertainty. Um, and then still being able to like push through that and like do that anyway, like even vertical reality. Like I remember when we were you know, hosting the first time, like that year after we won, like I was so scared and I was not confident in my abilities as a host. I'd never hosted before. And it was just kind of one of those things where it's just like, okay, like what's that movie with, about the zoo? Like it takes 10 seconds of insane courage. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Before we went on stage, I would just be like, okay, like I'm just going to have, you know, 10 seconds of insane courage. Like when we walk on and sure enough, it just like ended up going great. And like, it was so fun and great. And so yeah, I think it's just being in the presence of fear and then being able to still push through that and yeah. And just go for it. Just go for it. Oh, that's so <laughs> good. That is so good. Um, I I wish that we could keep talking for a long time about all these things, but Same. people would people would stop <laughs> listening, you know, because be like, attention spans are short, just like mine. Same. Um also I just I I don't think you're that prideful after, after our conversation here. I did beforehand. Now I don't. I'm glad you don't anymore. <laughs> We're going to think I'm really mean for that intro. Uh, and okay. Um, I might just start it earlier. So maybe they get the context. Yeah, we'll yeah, see. Maybe you know? That's good. Yeah. Anyway, I think, I think you've gotten humbler. I've gotten more proud in this conversation and that's really okay. Important. Cool. <laughs> So yeah, we're we're doing good. Yeah, so we're close. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> what what do you hope you're stepping into this new season, right? Yeah, UGA is done. You technically graduated today, which yes. is nuts. Congratulations! Yes. I'm so excited about that. Thank um, you. you're going to Belmont. You're moving to Nashville. 
right? That's where Belmont is, right? Yes, it's really in Nashville. If I was like, Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> no, it's in Boulder. Um, <laughs> no. What do you hope is true about you in this next season? Mm. Does that make sense? Like, what do you hope is yeah. is just true about? Okay, I'm stepping into change. What? Do, who do I want to be as I go to there? Uh, go there. Yeah. Um, I think I want to be courageous. Yeah. <laughs> to be so, you know, on That's top very of on brand. brand. Thank you. Yeah. I've, I've yeah, been waiting welcome. for that one. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I'll be waiting for that then though. Um, no, but really I, I want to be courageous. I, there's so much uncertainty, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to play soccer. I'm going to get my master's. I know I'm going to live, but besides that, like, I, I don't really know that many people. I don't know a lot of things about what's going to happen um, in the next however many years. And so I just kind of want to be courageous and be able to, you know, be the best person I can be, be the best soccer player I can be, best teammate, best student, you know, best you know, child of God. Like, I just, I just want to be able to, like, take whatever comes my way, over, like, however long I'm in Nashville or however long I'm, you know, getting my master's or doing whatever and just be able to, like, go at it full force and just yeah, just be the best I can be. So but, cool. Yeah. So cool. Uh, Keely, this has been so much fun. I've loved having you on. You're an awesome addition to burn the ships. Um, uh, this is our 10th episode. Me. So we've made it 10 whole, 10 whole episodes. Ten. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's awesome because, um, my mom listens and that's about it. So Aww, hi, Mrs. Nation. <laughs> she is listening. There are more people than her though. <laughs> Um, if people hi, want to find else. you, you what? I said, hi, everybody else. <laughs> hey, everyone else. Um, if people want to find you, where, where do they need to go? They need to go to your Instagram, TikTok. What do you want? Even do, do you have a website? Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> okay. What, what are your, what's the handle? Um, okay. Instagram is Keely, K-E-E-L-Y, Amelia, A-M-E-L-I-A. A. There's two A's. Two A's. Don't miss the two A's. Don't miss the two A's. But then my TikTok is just one A. So it's Keely Amelia. Tricky. Very tricky. But very confusing. But that's we gotta it. we gotta find who has Keely Amelia with one A on Instagram and I know, again. right? So yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna pay her to get my username back. What the heck? You should try. I should try. Keely, <laughs> <laughs> it's been awesome. Thanks for being here. I had so much fun. I had so much fun too. Thank you for having me. Hey, real quick before you go, thank you so much for listening to this conversation with Keely. I hope you loved it as much as I did. If you did, please share with a friend, subscribe, rate, and review to burn the ships on your platform. We are going places and I need your help to get there. Have a good one. We'll be back soon with another episode of Burn the Ships.